You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 300. Today, you're going to learn how to raise your vibration through the power of breath work. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 3 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm back. You're here. My voice is also back, almost. I would say I'm about 90% there. You can kind of still hear it a little bit. Hey, listen, we've got a great episode in store for you today. I'm interviewing my good friend, Nick Demas, as he's going to share with you how to use the power of breath work and what it can do to unlock creativity, raise your frequency, create more uh, calm, eliminate stress in your life, spark intuition, and so much more. This is one of those episodes that's so fascinating and so simple. It's like you could do it on the call. Plus, we're linking up some links to Nick's stuff, including some videos. So make sure to check out the show notes after this episode because Nick has provided some really cool video tutorials on some breathing exercises, things that you could be doing while you're driving your car, going for a walk. I don't know, brushing your teeth? Nah, maybe not, not, maybe not then, but other times like... I don't know. You're in line at the supermarket, right? Pretty cool stuff. We're going to get into that today. It's such a great episode. But hey, wanted to um, give a shout out to you guys and say thank you so much for enduring my voice last week. So we had just had BBD Live. I came off of it three days. It was amazing. Shout out to all the extraordinary attendees who just brought it 110%. The energy in the room, the breakthroughs in the room was extraordinary. That was our eighth BBD live. And people said, so a lot of people come back again and again and again. So that was the best one by far they'd ever attended. It was our biggest one. We had so many cool things happening. We had breakout rooms. We had really amazing speakers and exercises and all the fun stuff. I had giant eight foot BBD letters on the stage. That was pretty cool. That was a first for us. Pretty neat. And then I woke up the next day. I mean, I was great. I felt great. Wasn't sleeping very much during the the event. I woke up the next day and I felt like I got hit by a semi truck. Just like I felt sick (laughs) and my voice was so gone. I couldn't even talk. And so that was Thursday. And, you know, Diana, who runs the podcast, it's like, so we still need an episode for Monday. And I'm like, cool, I'll do it Friday. Just give me a day to rest my voice. And Friday comes and goes. I'm like, at the end of day Friday, I'm still like, I can't. It hurts so bad. And then I was like, I'll do it tomorrow. And we let Matt, thank you, our podcast editor and our podcast editing team, know that we're going to be like cutting it right at the wire. And sure enough, Saturday, I wake up and my voice is worse. And if you guys listen to episode 299, that four minute intro was painful for me. It was, I hadn't, I'd never had that experience before in my life. And um, now here it is like it's Saturday, Friday. Yes, Friday. It's a whole seven or like nine days later, eight days later, I don't know, since 
I lost my voice and I'm just starting to get it back right now. That's crazy. That's never happened to me. And so thank you guys for putting up with four minutes of just like my painfully awful voice. And then a huge, huge shout out to Team Wedmore for stepping up on a Saturday and sharing uh, from their heart, their experience and contributing to a really special episode of the podcast. And we got so much positive feedback from our community and from our listeners. So thank you guys. Thank you to Team Wedmore because I know you guys listen too to the podcast. The team listens every week. And so that was really special for me in multiple ways. In one way, to have my team help me in a time in need means the world to me. But to also have my team help you guys provide value and insight to you just makes me so happy. And, you know, that brings up a bigger conversation than maybe we have time for here today. But as most of us as a content creator, as the influencer, as the personal brand, you know, we got to face a fact sooner or later that we're the bottleneck in the company. You know, even if you're a company of one, right? Like all the content has to come from you, through you, all that type of stuff. And that's always been my fascinating, fun Rubik's Cube that I like to solve, which is how do I unbottleneck myself completely in this type of business. And it's it's led me into so many fascinating, fun ideas and creative opportunities. And having my team do an episode is one of them. And there's so many more, but maybe that's a future episode. So thank you again. Thank you, Team Wedmore. You guys are the best. Okay. So also just a couple of other updates I forgot to say about BBD Live that made it so amazing is a huge shout out to all the attendees because we sponsored Village Impact there, which is Stu McLaren and his wife, Amy's charity. They build schools and rebuild communities over in Kenya with communities that have been literally displaced by the government, like basically came into their homes, they're living normal lives like you and I. And if you can only imagine when the government comes in and says, Hey, you got to leave or you will die. Like there's rioting, there's murders, you got to get out, go. And then they basically put them in the middle of nowhere. And if you could only imagine what that would be like to start your life over, you know, you got a great job or you're running your own business and you're successful. And all of a sudden someone says, if you stay here, you will die. And uh, that's what happened. I think about 2007, 2008. And imagine just having to start over in a rural part of your country, you know, America, wherever you're listening with no food, no water, no crops, no idea how to grow crops and have to start over. And that's the work that Amy and Sue started, what would that be, about 10, 11 years ago. And they start with the schools. So if you guys aren't following Village Impact, you can best place to start is to find them on Instagram, at Village Impact. They've done amazing work. My wife and I went to Kenya 2018, life-changing experience. And we're going back in 2020. We're building a freaking high school over there, which we're so stoked about. But we raised $160,000 for Village Impact in three days. And the reason I share this... Well, there's many reasons. I mean, get the word out and talk about things like this. But one of the reasons I share this is because what made me so happy is that Stu came back and shared with me that out of all the events that have contributed or raised money for his organization over the years, and he's been to a lot of events, different shapes and sizes, he said that, according to him, that we've raised uh, more money per person than any other event that he's ever spoken at and asked you know, for charitable contributions. So our audience, you guys raise more money per person than any other event. And that just makes me so happy because we're just, you know, 
oh, I could just talk about this for, for so much, but one of the things this brings into, and it just like, it really does make me so happy is we have so many conversations about money and abundance. And I talk about this with my students that the ultimate act of abundance, people talk about wanting abundance and more money, but they live in lack and scarcity and fear. And they're waiting until they have more money until they can live in abundance. And that's backwards, right? You got to operate from abundance. And the ultimate act of abundance is giving because giving is a demonstration of faith, faith that you know more is coming. And I've just know deep in my heart without a shadow of a doubt that whenever you give selflessly, whether it's money or something else, it doesn't have to be money. When you give selflessly, it's not just a demonstration and an act of your faith in that you're living in abundance, but I firmly believe that you are rewarded for that, that it comes back tenfold, a hundred percent. Now it's a kind of tricky thing, right? Because if that's the only reason that you're giving, maybe it's, you're not giving for the right reason, but if you're ever, I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. If you're ever in a situation where you have an opportunity to give, and I don't know if I shared this on the podcast, maybe I did. I feel like I did, but I'll, I'll re-bring it up. A specific situation that came to me recently. If you're ever in the situation where you feel like there's an opportunity to give, I just want to say, follow your heart, trust your gut, trust in the universe, operate from abundance and give. And it doesn't need to be everything. doesn't need all you have. It doesn't mean beyond your means. It's just what's in your heart to give. I firmly believe it always comes back tenfold, minimum, minimum. So here's an example of that. I was at a local crystal shop, short version of the story. So I don't remember if I've told this here or somewhere else. I was at a crystal shop and the girl behind the counter, we were talking about some crystals and she said, I just, we just got this new one and I love it. And the way she talked about this crystal, I just loved, I loved that she was like, just so enamored by this thing. And, and in my mind, I'm like, well then, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, well then why don't you get it? <laughs> right. And you know, then of course she's like, one day I'll be able to afford it. And one day, you know, if it's still here and no one else has bought it, I'm going to buy it as soon as I save up the money for it. And so I just grabbed the crystal and I look under and it's 170, 180 bucks, I think, if I recall correctly. And I was like, well, looks like that day is today. And then just added it to my tab and bought it for her. And she was in tears and it made her day, it probably made her week. And the thing is, is having that experience made my week too. You know, that's the thing is that it always, it always feels good. I didn't do it because I'm like, oh, I hope the universe brings back 10 times. It's like, I just felt so inspired in that moment to make somebody's day. And because as entrepreneurs, we have the ability to create money on demand, to create more money because of just the very nature of the work we do, you know, as, as marketers and creating offers and selling, we have that opportunity. Let's use it. You know, let's use it for good. That's just a simple example but those opportunities are everywhere and that's the point. But anyways, I wanted to talk about that for a moment because that was really special for us. That was, that was extraordinarily special to do that. In total, in nine months, 10 months, we've raised 250,000 total. 200, is that right? 260,000, something like that. 250,000, that's what it is. 250,000 for Village Impact. We're in the process of, I think another 150,000 for next year for the high school. So it's been pretty amazing. So shout out to Stu and Amy for all the amazing work that they're doing. Okay, I'm headed to my mastermind today down in San Diego. That's my last update before I got one other little cool gift for you. And then we're going to get into today's episode. So that's where I'm going to be is my mastermind. So shout out to my mastermind peeps. They did a panel at BBD Live and they just freaking rocked it. They're so amazing. So that's where I'm going to be. I'm probably going to record another episode while I'm down there. 
because I'm there for like a week living out of a hotel, but I'll be hanging out with uh, some of my favorite people. Okay, we're about to get into this today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with me chit-chatting. But I have a really cool thing that I want to share with you guys. So we just hit 300 episodes. I'm not really one for all the fanfare and the like big hoopla. I don't actually do big things for my birthday. Uh, like when I turned 30, I was like, eh, it's not a big deal. I mean, just turned, what, 36 a couple of weeks ago? Try to do as little as possible on my birthdays. And so for things like 300 episodes, I'm really not going to do much. But we just added something really cool. And it just so happens to fall in our 300th episode. So synchronicity right there. But some of you guys know that Stu, you know, Village Impact Stu McLaren has a brand new piece of software called Searchy. And we have taken Searchy and we've integrated it with the podcast. So what does that mean? Well, when you go to jameswedmore.com forward slash podcast search, we'll link that up in the show notes for you. That's jameswedmore.com forward slash podcast search. We have added all 300 episodes of the podcast to this unique search engine. And all you have to do is you go there and you type in any keyword like manifestation or digital CEO or raise your frequency or whatever you want, chakras, crystals, you know, business, marketing, whatever you want, specific, broad, whatever. And it will catalog every single episode that I have mentioned those terms and bring it right up for you including which episode title, a link, and it'll take you right to that moment in the episode where I shared that information. So if you wanted to learn more about manifesting, you type in manifesting and it'll bring up every single episode where manifesting is mentioned at the moment in time where I'm mentioning manifesting. How freaking cool is that? So now you don't have to necessarily go and re-listen to 300 episodes. You can search by a specific topic and find all the episodes that it's brought up. Amazing. I know. jameswilmer.com forward slash podcast search will take you there. And I highly recommend you doing that. All right. Let me introduce you to today's special guest expert. He actually came down into the office, into the studio, and he was a finalist at our last BBD Live event, our Breakthrough of the Year competition, because he just had an absolutely extraordinary year. And his name is Nick Demas. Now, he's a Tony Award-winning producer. In fact, I saw his musical, Come From Away, in New York last year, and it's got to be my like top three favorite musicals of all time. It was so good. So good. So he's also an award-winning filmmaker and a writer, and he's been teaching meditation, pranayama, and innovative artist techniques for over a decade. He's here to help you unblock and unleash your creativity and guide you to create your best creative work as well as a joy-filled life. He's a great guy. I loved having this chat. It's so interesting, so fascinating, and so simple. And you're going to learn stuff that you can apply immediately in your life. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's roll that interview with Mr. Nick Demas right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. I am your host, the sexy, sultry, raspy voice of James Wedmore, i.e. I still lost it and I, I can't find it. I can't find my voice anywhere. And we are recording in studio today 
with my dear, dear friend, Nick Demas. Nick, how you doing? I'm so good and so happy to be here. What a great space you have here. Yeah. Thanks for coming into the office. It's awesome to be in the office, which is right across from the water. That's absolutely insane. It's It almost feels like cheating at times because like whenever we're feeling like stressed or even just like being around a computer all day, we're like, ocean, five minutes and you're good. So yeah, costs a little bit more money. I'll tell you that one, but that's another story. But you guys are all worth it. I'm talking to the team. They're worth it. So anyways, I know we've been wanting to get this one on the books for a while. So thank you for making the time. Thank you for coming down. We got a lot to talk about today. I think it's going to be a really fascinating conversation. And it starts primarily around the theme of breathwork. Yeah. Breathwork plus, I would actually say. Okay. And what does that mean? Well, I come from the lineage, a Hatha yoga lineage of breathwork, which is pranayama. And prana means energy. So I'm going to break it down for you. Mm -hmm. Prana means energy. And there are so many ways in which we attract energy into our life. Being around good people, I mean, that alone, food, water, but the primary chiefly is breath. And ayama means extension. So extending the breath or extending your energy, your personal energy beyond breath to take you as a human being, an extension of your energy to your next level. I just have a feeling this is going to be a very exciting, interesting episode because over the years in all my weird down the rabbit hole studies, there's been so many indicators of really breath work being such a key for so many things, for manifestation, for mindfulness practice, for just like getting connected and plugged in. And it just seems like such a lost art. Well, because when you think about it, it is the absolute only thing that you must have in order to be alive. Oh, yeah. You can go without food. You can go without water for quite some time, not forever, but for for some time. You cannot go without breath. The minute the breath is out of your body, and this is why we, you know, refer to it as your energy, your source, the minute it's out of your body, you're dead and you've moved to whatever that next plane or level is for you. But in this life, it is the one thing that you must have. So it is truly the indicator for you as to where you are in your life in this moment. Mm, Yeah. Well, I love that. How did you get into this? Why is this something that you became so passionate about? So I came to this through the practice of yoga, the Mm -hmm. physical practice. And on the West, we think of yoga as the postures, asana, but it's actually an eight limbed path. And Pranayama is its own science. It's its own path. Is it one of the limbs? It's one of the limbs. And so it's, it's its own study. And I decided after having practiced a little bit that I wanted to really deep dive into the practices of Pranayama. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the texts, the old ancient texts say practice asana and you can reach enlightenment, but it also says practice Pranayama. You can reach enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And then my teacher said, practice them both and you'll reach it faster. And what's the other one that you, the first one you said? As- Asana, which is the, that's the poses, that's the physical poses. That's okay. really what we know yep. as yoga in the West. Got it. Have you reached enlightenment? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like serious question. Like, have you had glimpses of, you know, what is enlightenment? Right. We could go down the rabbit hole of that for, Can we? for okay. For a really yeah. long time. I think that, you know, it is the uncovering yeah. of 
all of the stuff that you've been told about yourself, right? And I teach creativity, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. that's a part of this. And this is a tool that I use for the creative process because we are covered by so much stuff that we've been told. And what happens with pranayama is you lighten up. You, yeah. The enlightening process, enlightenment is not necessarily a destination. Mm -hmm. It's a way of being. Yeah. Right. So when you let go of the goal per se, and I know we like goals here, but we all like to set goals, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, four goals. But in terms of who you are as a human being, it's be, do, have, as you say. Yeah. Right. So when you lighten up, the more you let go of the stuff that's weighing you down, that's heavy. Yeah. You come into a more enlightened state yeah. of being it's like a gradient scale you're moving towards that that enlightenment that enlightenment yeah you know am i uh you know the dalai lama am i you know mother Teresa? Yes. <laughs> i'll just say it i mean if you're not gonna because an enlightened person would never say it right <laughs> So yes, ladies and gentlemen, he is. So, so you, all day, twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. I, you know, I don't get angry. I don't right. have these moments. <laughs> I don't get stressed out. Yeah. You know, and that is speaking of stressed out. That's a big part of the practice of pranayama is learning how to manage and control your energy or your stress mm. level. Wow. And what it does physically on a very physical level is it takes you from your sympathetic into the parasympathetic nervous system, right? From the sympathetic, which is the fight or flight, that old part of our brain, right? When we feel like we're being attacked, the old part of our brain goes into action and you become heightened into hyper stress state, right? So when you think sympathetic, stress. Correct. Yep. Sympathetic is stress. And what the practice of breathing or pranayama does is that it takes you from that heightened state into the parasympathetic or a calm, more collected state of being. It is a relaxation technique as yeah. well. Yeah. But I'm not done with the enlightenment stuff. So let's go back to that. He's trying to move on, but I'm dead serious. I I would love to... I mean, look, it's, it's like the elusive, most fascinating topic, is it not? Well, because what does that mean? Right. A teacher said to me once, there are two ways in which you can see enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Enlightenment comes in the people that become very, very quiet and the people that become very, very vibrant. Mm, I like that. So yeah. it's not the same for every human right. being. It right. doesn't look the same, which is yep. why it's so difficult to go, you're enlightened and no, you're enlightened. Totally. Uh, absolutely. And I, I, yeah, I would never even want for our listeners to think there's some like label or it's a destination. But I do want to ask you, have you had moments where you almost on this scale, like got glimpses of Absolutely. Can you share any of those? Yeah. That those, personal experience. Those like? are those moments where you are feeling completely at one with all. Mm -hmm. And what is that? What does I, that feel like to you when, when you're in a moment like that? It's beyond anything that you can really describe, which yeah. is why it's so difficult to explain other than it feels this great, incredible sense of love. Yeah. And, did, did, and you did got there without drugs? I did. Yeah. Yeah. With the drug called pranayama. Right. So 
pranayama, that practice got you to that Yeah, state. it got me to that state by practicing a ton of, I, I call it yoga high, because yeah. I'll practice a lot of pranayama and then I will sit and meditate. And through that, through those practices, and you do this with a teacher, by the way, it's super important that you practice only a little bit of pranayama at a time because you're dealing with the nervous system, right? Which can be very tricky. And people that have trauma, it can be released. And if you're not ready and you haven't been giving yourself a little bit at a time, it can be downright dangerous, right? Because you're like re-experiencing Correct. It. You then re-experience the trauma and, you know. Did that happen to you at all? No. Okay. No. Because I worked with the teacher yeah. and we did a little bit at a time. So, a little bit goes a long way and you'll, you'll feel it. Like, if you try it, you realize very, very quickly, my students say this all the time, you realize very, very quickly how powerful one breath is. It's crazy. Yeah. Even just going what you were talking about before, about breath and linked to energy and how quickly, if we don't have it, we die. I think it's also the thing we take for granted the most in our life. You know, we don't even notice that we're breathing in and out multiple times a day. Yeah, we breathe roughly, each person breathes 21,600 breaths per day. Per day. 15 per minute. Wow. And so yeah, that's amazing. the ancient yogis believe that if you slow down your breath, if you took fewer breaths, you would live a longer life. And the interesting thing about that is science is basically catching up. And there's been so much research in the last two to three years about breath work, which is why you're going to hear it popping up a lot yeah. now. Yeah. But science is catching up with what the ancient yogis of four or 5,000 years ago believed that slowing yourself down, slowing the pace of your breathing down reduces everything from anxiety, depression, stress. It lowers those factors and you actually live longer because that, of course, is the number one killer amongst all of us is the stress, right? Yep. So when you use these practices, it not only physically affects you and helps you, but then it also does emotionally, spiritually, and so on. Yeah. Can you give some other examples of how it's benefited you in your life emotionally, spiritually, or even in your own business? Oh, sure. Certainly. So I had a lot of trauma growing up. I was sexually abused and I stored a lot of that energy in the body. And so much so that I used to shake, literally physically yeah. shake. Um, was there anything triggering the, the shaking? Like No, just that was my normal sort of day-to-day -day existence. Just throughout the day? Throughout the day. I, oh, I, I had a slight shake. And it was my nervous system on active overload. Just like stuck in that yeah, uh, it was just sympathetic sort of nervous system. Stuck yeah. in the sympathetic nervous system. Wow. And it was not that people would look at you and go, oh, you're, you're, you're shaking. It wasn't like I had Parkinson's or something, but it was just this slight shake. Yeah. And I felt shaky all the time. Wow. And through these practices, I was able to slow it down, basically, slow down that internal shake. And I remember a day, I remember it so clearly, a friend of mine said to me, Kate, her name was Kate. Kate said, Nick, what happened to you? <laughs> you stopped shaking. Wow. And I hadn't even realized that it had stopped. But... In addition to the physical shaking, emotionally, what it did for me was it helped me process 
everything that was going on. Now, I also saw a therapist. I don't want to pretend like that wasn't a part of it. Yeah. But it gave me this steadiness because what the practice does when you practice on a regular basis is that it creates this sense of steadiness in the body. We all tend to live in these roller coasters, the high, high highs and the low, low lows, and we go up and down, right? The drama. We love drama. We're addicted to drama. I was. We like hate it, but we like. We hate it, but we love it. I hate drama. Yeah. Yeah. And how many many times have you heard your friends say, oh, I hate drama? And they're the one that's causing it. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Sure, you do. Sure. (laughs) And what happens is with with a daily practice, you create this steadiness within the system. And over time, you begin, as I was saying, to lighten up. And as you are lightening up, the drama starts to fall away. Wow. And your internal drama starts to fall away and you lighten more and more and more and more and more. Is it also safe to say, or even just like one way to look at this, that it is increasing your frequency in a way, having you at a higher. So lutely. Yeah. 100%. You know, and if you think of it, we all tune in, right? We tune into the frequency, whatever frequency that is. Mm -hmm. And we, without, most of us do do it unconsciously. We don't say, you know, I'm going to tune into this today, (laughs) right? I'm going to tune in. Unless you're a listener of the Mind Your Business podcast. Well, that's true. Your audience, (laughs) they be listening. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they are, but yeah. Yeah. They're listening to the right channel, right? And what happens is you fine tune this channel and you change your frequency and your vibration. And like I was saying, you know, some of those heavier things, the things that have been weighing you down for years and years and years in my case, I mean, we're talking, it was... uh, 20 years worth of even it was repression. Even I had repressed some of the memories that they all came flooding back because of the work, but because I had done it in such a methodical way with a qualified person, I was able to handle everything that began to come back to me. Right. And that steadiness that I had created over time really made it possible Honestly, did you know that you were holding on to all this? Like, did did you look at it through that lens or is this almost more like in hindsight? It's now in hindsight. Like when you were shaking, you're like, oh, this is what happened. I had no idea that that was related or connected until later on. So getting into it, what was the driving motivation to get in to learn this work? So I had been a yoga asana practitioner. And I think that when I was in the study of, I took a month off of my job. I ran a non-for-profit for about 10 years. What was that? It was um, a theater company Uh in the Midwest, Lyric Theater of Oklahoma. I lived in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, y'all. There's a musical called Oklahoma. There there is. I know that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I know things. (laughs) And I decided I needed to take a month off of work to go to a yoga teacher training program because in Oklahoma City at the time, there were literally two yoga classes a day. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I don't see a lot of yoga happening in Oklahoma. There is now, but this yeah. was years ago and right. there was not. And I, <laughs> and it was like at nine o'clock and 530 and I was like, I work like this is not going to work. And so I had built a yoga shanty in my backyard. I'm not kidding. Wow. Like I fall on like had a, you know, a shed from Home Depot and it had yeah. the curtains and the, the whole bit. But I didn't know what I was doing. So I decided to take a month off and go to training. And in that training was when I was introduced to the practices of pranayama on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And I had this 
intense moment after a pranayama session where I realized in that moment that I needed to not take a month off. I needed to quit my job. Wow. And it took me another year to do so. Like the reality was a little different than the the inspiration moment, the meditative moment. You know, the channel moment, I call it. It's like, you know, that that spark that comes yep. in through you, right? And because of that, because of the pranayama, I began to shift my life. And then since then, it is the catalyst, I would say, for a lot of the, the risk that I take. Mm. I was always a risk taker. Mm-hmm. But this has given me the, the opportunity to go so deep within myself, to know myself at a profound instinctual level that I can trust. Right. So then is it fair to say that it doesn't really seem like a risk to you, whereas someone on the outside seeing what you're doing be like, oh man, he's taking a big risk. Yeah. I never think of it as risk. Yeah. Because I just trust Yeah. that whatever it is, it's going to happen. You know, when I left Oklahoma, I went to Broadway, right? And I produced a show and... Very fortunately, two years later, that show won the Tony Award, Mm -hmm. right? But only because I took that risk because I knew, I knew that it was going to happen. Yeah. Same way that, you know, a year ago, this is funny because a year ago, a friend of mine said, you need to listen to this James Wedmore (laughs) podcast. And I I didn't know you at the time, right? And I listened to the first episode. I was like, oh yeah, he's interesting. I listened to the second episode and I said, okay. I'm going to join BBD. Wow. And you happened to be in cart opening at that time. Wow. I joined. And it's funny because I said to myself, I'm on the treadmill, running on the treadmill, breathing. I use yeah. it. I use that work in so many ways beyond just sitting and, and the breath, but it, it comes into play over and over again in my mm-hmm. life. And I'm breathing on the, running on the treadmill. And I was like, and you know what? I'm going to be a guest on his podcast. Wow, look at this. Boom. If you guys didn't figure that out, he's a guest right now. (laughs) That was pretty awesome. That's one year. Yeah, one year. Yeah. One year. I love it. So are there some processes you can share with us that are safe to do without a... Absolutely. Because here's the thing. We all breathe, right? So you're already breathing anyway. So it's about becoming conscious to your breath mm-hmm. and to the way in which you notice your breath, which, you know, you'll sometimes do in meditation, right? Like that is a form of meditation is merely sitting and watching your breath flow in and out. This is an extension of that. And I'll offer the powerful threes. That's a, the name of, of one of the techniques. And it merely is sitting in a chair is, is great, sitting on the floor, wherever you are comfortable and aligning your spine. We align the spine because one of the primary things that the pranayana does is that it purifies the blood and it purifies what are called the nadis. And the nadis are the lines of energy in the body. Now, I know when you had, uh, I think, Emily on, she talked about the chakras, right? Mm-hmm. And this gives you some reference here. When the lines of energy cross, they create a, a chakra. Mm-hmm. So these are the lines of energy up and down the spine of the body that we're going to the woo woo Wedmore mm, place right. here right now. Yeah. Where the lines cross are the energy plexus. And what happens in the, ener- in the energy plexus, in the chakras, is that sometimes we have knots, psychic knots that get stored there. 
right? Which in my case was the sexual trauma, mm. right? But it could yeah. be anything, right? And what we do is by breathing, we purify these nadis, these lines of energy in the body. And over time, these knots dissipate. It's funny that they're called nadis and they're knots. Yeah. How do you, do you know how to spell that? Naughty, N-O-D-D-I? N-A-D-I, naughty. N-A-D-I, okay. Naughty, okay. N-A-D-I-S, naughties. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and the, the, the knots actually in, this is Sanskrit that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The knots are called grantas. So, yeah, naughty knots, never thought of that. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, going back to the powerful threes. Yeah, and align the spine. Align. So we align, we sit up tall, we align the spine. That's why, that's part of the reason why. And then we'll take a big, deep, full breath in. Through the nose. Through the nose. And then you're going to exhale out the mouth, the sigh. That's just releasing it all, right? Then yeah. we're going to close the mouth. And we're going to inhale and exhale only through the nostrils. We're going to breathe deeply into the belly, fill up the chest all the way across the collarbones, and then you're going to exhale. That's one breath. Through the nose. Through the nose. Both inhale and exhale through the nose. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to try to go as deep into your belly as possible. Part of it is that the sympathetic nervous system, we breathe shallow, very yeah. high. And the parasympathetic puts us lower into our body. Mm-hmm. So the powerful threes is breathing in for three counts using that breath, yep. pausing for three counts, mm. and then exhaling for three counts. And you would do that three rounds, and then you sit in between, whether you're sitting on your chair or on the floor, you sit in between and you bring your awareness between your eyebrows, what we call the third eye center, and you focus it there, and you just observe, merely observe the effects of the pranayama. So I want I want to make sure we got that correctly. Uh-huh. So we do the three rounds. Yeah. Then... We return to like a normal breathing and, and then Correct. focus on the third eye. Correct. Okay. And then you would want to do that th- that whole thing three times. So three sets, three rounds, three times, and you pause between each set in observation. And it is a relaxed state of being. You may visualize some things. That's normal. Thoughts will come. And like meditation, you notice them and you allow them to float away. Yeah. It is a form of relaxation that you can then use before your meditation practice if you're already a meditator because i know there's a lot of meditators out there this is a great way because i know for a lot of people especially when you're first starting out to sit down and meditate you're like i can't just sit i can't sit right right? this is a way to guide yourself into a state a relaxed state that honestly leads you to a state of meditation yeah and you can do this not only when you are practicing in the morning, which I'm a big firm believer in a, in a, in a morning practice, a daily practice, but you can also use it before an event. Mm. Let's say you're going to speak, right? This is a great way to breathe, get yourself into your body. Or if you are, you know, I have, I have some actor clients, they use it before, when they're on set. That's awesome. You know, anything to get you into this sort of state of flow. Yep. Right. So three in pause for three, Exhale for three, repeat that three times. Correct. How long roughly do you st- spend um, observing? Spend in, observing about 15 to 30 seconds. Okay. It doesn't need to be a long time. And you will know, you find that over time that you may want to extend it 
the ayama uh-huh. you may want to extend that time but you may that's the ayama part that's well that's part of it okay yeah that's part of the extension and it's varies from for person to person also if you get dizzy which is normal because you're giving lots of extra oxygen to your brain yeah pull back okay and if you're finding that you are putting tension in the body mm. pull back because what we're trying to do is rid the body of tension not give it more tension right mm. yeah. so consequently if 3 is too many for you two counts okay one count any breath is conscious breath is better than none whatsoever and has love benefits. It. Love it. Now you also have a, a video that can take us through this. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to link that up for you. That is a gift from Nick to you all to help you through this. I think it always helps to have a, even if it's like an auditory guide to kind of take you through it. So. And I think the video is important too, because then I can show you mm-hmm. how the structure works within the body. Yeah. Love it. So, You also, because you do a lot with creativity, Mm -hmm. how does this uh, connect to creativity? Because we got a lot of creative entrepreneurs and you have personal examples of like how it's unlocked more of your creative side. Yeah. So I work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs. That's primarily who I work with. Everything from, like I was saying, actors and uh, musicians, but I also work with online entrepreneurs and I work with psychics and you name it, they, they, they come to me for this. And, you know, it opens people up in the sense that they become this, what I call the divine channel, mm-hmm. right? When you get clear, the clearer you get, the more stuff flows through you rather than you trying to push it, yeah. right? You're not pushing a boulder up a hill. You're allowing it to roll, I love that. I love that. Do you have any examples of like awesome hits of creativity that have just sparked great things for you? Like everything I've ever created. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, one of them is I have a body image documentary that I'm directing and producing. We're in post-production right wow. now. And it came to me in a pranayama session that I was sitting and I in, in the silence, in the sitting between the uh, the practice i was sitting and i had this vision and it was a visual vision for me i have a lot of that's that's sort of how it comes for me mm-hmm. and it was like a spark it's like a grainy movie and i was and i and i knew exactly what i needed to do wow. and so that i then set out to make that happen you uh, talked about the inspiration or the hit you got in the session to quit your job yeah and then took a year to do it sure where are you in relationship with that today where if you were to get a hit because you talked also about risk taking but it's something that seems so outside the means of where your current circumstances are how do you approach that yeah you know i don't believe anything's outside of my circumstance anymore that's awesome now i just go for it yeah because if it is that clear then it's that clear you know i i think that people thought i was insane mm-hmm. for leaving broadway yeah and i haven't fully left i still have a show as you you know come from away i'm a co-producer yeah. on which um, was so good by the way thank you so good i'm so proud to be a part of that show because yeah. it is so heartwarming and it is such a beautiful show that's now in you know it's in so many countries now it's not just in the united states now you know we've got six companies of yeah. it around the world and Going to China, China in 2020. And And part of, for people who don't know about the show, like part of the whole premise, the tagline is like, well, it's a musical about 9-11. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> like, oh boy, this could go really bad, really fast. And it is like, it was so moving and inspirational and it's, it's not what you think it would be. And funny. And hilariously funny. It's not what you think it would be at all. And uh, I recommend it to anybody. So, yeah. But I think when people f- saw that I was leaving Broadway, they were like, wait, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're going where? You're doing what? And I just knew it was time. And so I just trust it. And that trust is really because of the daily practice. Yeah. And that is why I'm such a firm believer, supporter of having a daily practice. Now you have a daily practice. You surf every day, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. That's your that's your practice. That gets you into that space. And I'm sure that you get those hits, you know, while, while you're out there all yep. the time, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's a little bit of yoga asana. And then I sit in this, pr- this pranayama practice and a little meditation. And that is where it's called a sadhana. That is where the gold is for me. Nick, I think you bring up, you know, even just such a deeper conversation because I do look at breathwork as one tool and I'm excited to be intentional with it. But there's something here that I see as a common theme that's in my life, which is what you're talking around around this context of trust, of when something comes to you as a message or a hit of inspiration or an image in your mind, there's a sense of knowing with that comes with it. And... I look at so much of my journey and the things I'm doing today, which people could take as risk or that's nuts. Or what were you thinking? I was like, I wasn't thinking, I just knew. And why I bring this up is I think we've both seen so many entrepreneurs and business owners that constantly feel lost and they just seem so lost, so confused, so wandering in circles And I think it's because this is missing, that their next step, their next milestone is is actually being presented to them, but they don't trust it. They don't have that sense. And so I think it's so important, you know? And that's exactly why I'm teaching it. Yeah. And it's not just breath work, right? I use several modalities. Mm -hmm. And it's a different combination depending on, you know, with my particularly with my one-on-one clients, it's a different combination depending on who they are. But even within my membership, even within the courses that I teach, there are a few modalities because not everyone responds to the exact same thing. Like surfing right. works for you. I That would not be for Paddleboarding. Me. Paddleboarding. <laughs> I'm going to get them out there one way or another. <laughs> I will go paddleboarding with you. In fact, I shouldn't say that surfing isn't for me because yeah. I've never surfed. Yeah. Right. And I spent my whole life saying the same thing. And then screw it. I live here. Why am I not taking advantage of the ocean? And I just bought a board and I went out there and I spent three weeks falling flat on my face, wet, wiping out. And then I stood up for the first time and it was the most magical, amazing experience. I was hooked and I've never gone back. Wow. That's an amazing lesson right there. Yeah. I, I mean, it is a truly transformative thing because first of all, you've been out in the ocean. Have you ever been out in the ocean with some big waves? or at least been on the shore and yeah, seen some absolutely. big waves. So you know the awesome power that is mother nature and it will kill you. And there is this surrender that you have to, that you're powerless to this thing. And I mean, there have been times I'm out there and I'm like, I could die right now. And I think I'm going to die. You know, you're, there's no control. Like it, it has control over you. Even when you wipe out, you just let go and let it, t- it's going to take me. There's no use fighting it. 
Then there's the pausing, the meditative state between a wave. And then when there's when that wave comes and it's bigger than it's ever been. And if you're scared and you hesitate for even a moment, you won't catch it. You'll eat crap. I mean, you're dead metaphorically, sometimes literally. You have to want it more than anything. There's such a level of commitment to this thing that might just crush you. So I would say the same. I use the ocean metaphor a lot with breathing Mm. because there's an inhale, a pause, an exhale, Uh a pause, just like the wave. Oh, yeah. Right. And in terms of, as you were saying, like people floating here, there, everywhere, when you're in the breath cycle and when you're conscious of it and when you go for something that you want, but you already know it's there. You're just riding the wave. You're just with the breath. Mm -hmm. Follow your own breath pattern. That is your wave. I love it. That's so awesome. Where can people start to learn more about if they wanted to go deeper into the subject of breath work and pranayama? Like they go to a local. So sometimes it's taught at yoga studios. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are breath work practitioners, particularly here on the West Coast. It's popping up quite a bit. Yeah. There are a few books that you can read, like The Science of Pranayama, but books and practice are two very different things. I want to very much warn against the study. It is a study by practice. It is not a study by reading. Yes, you can read it technically, but you learn who you are, not by reading. Mm -hmm. You learn who you are by doing. Yeah. And of course, you can find me. Yes. And tell us a little bit more about you and uh, how we can continue working with you and getting to know you more. Yeah. So you can follow me at the nickdemus.com and on Instagram and Facebook at the Nick Demas. I had to do the. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So my name is not that common. It is, I guess, you know, in Greece, but here it's not that common. However, I went to get nickdemus.com. This was 15 years ago. <laughs> That's a long time ago. At, you know, at the beginning of the internet. Buying right? websites, yeah. Yeah, buying websites. I went to buy a website and somebody already had it. And That's so unbelievable. I called them and I said, you know, I found out who it was and I called them and said, hey, this would really help my business. And they said, well, sorry, I bought it for my unborn child. No. Come on. What's there now? Nothing. No. Still, nothing there. And they won't let me have it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, he isn't born yet, but still isn't born. I don't know, but I <laughs> consequently became the Wow Nick Demas. You weren't gonna uh, change your name to Nicholas Demos. I'm not Demas. Nicholas. Yeah. I'm just Nick. Yeah. Well. Darn it, Nick Demos. De- demos de- Demos.com. <laughs> Do they pronounce it the same way? That's another question. That I don't know. Because you pronounce your name Demas, but it looks like Demos. Yeah, it's a big fight within our family. My dad is like, it is Demas. It is Demas. And then my brother says Demos. And, you know, it's a whole fight within our family. But, you know, Mr. Demos. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, NickDemas.com. Another Nick. Another. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Final thoughts. Anything else to share before we wrap up this episode? I think that the practice of breath work is powerful for entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs, especially because 
it creates steadiness within the body first, the mind, and the spirit. Mm. And on this amazing roller coaster that we're on as entrepreneurs, the more steadiness you can bring to yourself, the more powerful you can be. And honestly, the better you can serve your people. Yeah. I think that's so important because you always see those images of like of a roller coaster, the ups and the downs. It's like, yeah, external 3D environment may be like that. There might be ups and downs, but that doesn't mean you have to be that. And also, one of the things that it's done for me that I didn't mention before is that when I'm having a moment, when I am down or sad or upset or angry, over time, because of the practice, I'm able to move out of it. Boom. You get into the breath work when you're feeling that? I do. Yeah. Is that hard at times? It is terribly hard. You're like, yeah, oh, really? Like right now? Okay. Yeah. yeah, My mind just like gets so angry. However, those down periods, you know, when you go into the, oh, this is never going to work. Oh, you know, that spiral that you can go Mm -hmm. into. I don't go into it anymore. Yeah. I feel it. Because it's not about not feeling the, the feeling or the emotion. I feel it and then I let it go. And it's a natural thing because what's happened is I have trained my brain. I have trained it by the pranayama practice to be okay to be in the uncomfortable Yeah, and let it go. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for our listeners for tuning in. I think it was a powerful episode. I invite slash challenge each of you to put this into practice. What would you say? Once a day? How many times a day? You know, traditionally it's done three times a day. Three times a day. But I think you can do it one time a day and build up to that. Build well and just find enormous benefits, even from once a day. Yeah. You know, if you're finding yourself stressing out, even you can add it in, right? Love it. But once a day is enough to just get you started. Great. Beautiful. To learn more about Nick and connect with him, we're going to link up all of his stuff, all of his web stuff in the show notes so you can reach out to Nick yourself, let him know how this episode impacted you, and maybe uh, say thank you to him. So thank you again, brother. And thank you, um, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you all in another episode when my voice is back here on the Mind Your Business podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.